When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome in to the latest edition of ESPN FC. I'm Dan Thomas, joined today by Craig Burley and Shaka Hislop. Later on, we talk about the big news. Calvin Phillips making that switch to West Ham oh. until the end of the season. <laughs> Maybe touching on Jurgen Klopp as well. Stevie, in theory, will be live. Oh, I can't wait for this. In theory. In what a is here. What could go wrong? What could go wrong? Tell me. <laughs> uh, we'll kick off, though, with a game that's just finished in the FA Cup. Oh. Tottenham taking on Manchester City. We thought they'd be goals. We thought these being swashbuckling football. There was goals. Well, there was no, there was goal. Goal. I hope There was one here. Let's go to the goalkeeper. Any problems with this, Shaq? No, I don't. Um, nobody kind of helping the carry out. He's under a lot of pressure from Diaz and having to come over the top. Diaz has nothing wrong. Actually, right place, right time. Protests. Ignore. Right that's through. it. That's your lot. That's your highlight. Uh, Manchester and, City. And that's good night. See you tomorrow. Not, <laughs> no, not no, but I'm not being funny. Uh, what, can I just say hello to Frank before you're not going to be funny? What's the point? Frank's here. Hello, Frank. <laughs> right. Frank, you all right? Hello, guys. <laughs> Couple of great games, yeah? Frank. Oh, my God. <laughs> right. How difficult is it? Is that, are we the goalkeeper there? Mm. How difficult is it yeah. when a player puts himself in that position, is it weak goalkeeping or, I mean, should he do more or is it just the fact that that's more difficult than people think? I, I, I think when you don't get the help, it's more difficult than people think. Now, for, for me, I would always have somebody there um, helping out. Just like to, as your bodyguard? Well, just... Pushing for, him for this push, exact reason. Pushing Diaz out the way. You, do, you don't have to push Diaz out the way, but if, there, if there's a defender in front of Diaz, Ricardo doesn't have to take that chance of coming over the top. But now, because there's nobody there and the ball's dropping right on Diaz, he has to commit. He has to... He, in, in truth, had that ball been any lower, Ricardo commits over the top, then it's a foul. So it, it really is a hiding... To nothing for, for the goalkeeper. I don't understand why there isn't somebody there. At least, again, just to take that option out. Because if it's hung up, the keeper takes it easily. If it's put, put in low, the defender heads it out. Suppose don't put anybody there so you can appeal all you like. It's, it's not a foul. Oh, you can go home now. Yeah. We were excited about this game, genuinely, because of course... Yeah, I mean, I was buzzing, I was like... Yeah, exactly, 3-3, no. three, three, of course, when these two teams met in the Premier League, given the style that they both put out there on the field, you expected excitement, it just never really happened. I was just looking at, at, at the start from Tottenham's perspective, which I think is correct, it was one of the ups, uh, one shot. Yes, yeah, we just showed it. Did we? Yes. I was, I was too busy preparing for the goalkeeping segment. Right, OK. One shot. Uh, on target, nothing else. So that's clearly just just not enough. Mm -hmm. This wasn't good enough from a Tottenham perspective. That's out of the Carabao Cup with a changed eleven at Fulham. Uh, obviously, this was a much stronger side he put out, but it was a much tougher task playing probably the best team in the country. They're not top of the league, but I think we all agree they're the best team. And they just got left wanting today. We didn't see that spark that Tottenham have had with it, and you. 
We didn't even feel it from the crowd. No. It just, it just felt like it, the crowd were waiting that City are going to score at some point. Something's, and so Tottenham couldn't get on that front foot. I, I, I think they struggle at times when, I, I, you know, no, no Sam, no Basuma. Benton calls back, who's a very good player. He's clearly still lacking some fitness. Hoiberg, for me, is a water carrier. And whenever I think he plays, it takes something away out of that uh, Tottenham side because he runs around and he, he works hard, but he just is not a very good passer of the football. And that's what Tottenham have done best this year, have done well. They've passed it well, they've passed it quick. Uh, and that's one of the reasons he's not been in the team and will not be in the team uh, when, when everybody else is fit. I'm not blaming Hoiberg for, the, for, the, for, for losing, but whenever I see him in the middle of the park, I think it takes something out of what Postacoglu is trying to do. What would you like to add, Frank? Manchester City, of course, advance to yet another round of a cup. Yeah, and I think uh, they deserved it. Uh, they, they did what they had to do. Uh, I think they, uh, since they came back from the, uh, the Club World Cup, uh, the, the team we were expecting to see, um, chasing Liverpool in the Premier League and uh, doing the job in the, in the FA Cup. And uh, it's what they did today. Um, I think there is no much options for, for Spurs in those matters. You know, when you play in front with, uh, with I'm sorry, Werner, Johnson, Richarlison, it's a little bit too, uh, too short, I would say, to, uh, to, to say that you're going to go for it and you're going to attack and try to put the pressure. Because they're not those type of players. I mean, they, they don't have the, the level to cope with the, the Manchester City defenders. And... Uh, and it's why Postecoglou was more, I would say, cautious uh, on, the, on that matter. And uh, I would say defensively, uh, Spurs did the job. Uh, it's the first time I see them more um, performance than the other games that I saw them playing defensively. Uh, Van de Ven, because of his comeback, is also a, a big fact, a big factor. But as, as, soon, as long as you don't have Son or Madison uh, back in, uh, in his, in, in his, uh, at his best, it's hard for, for, for Spurs to hop anything against Manchester City. On that goal, can I say one thing? I have a problem with the beginning of the action. Not when uh, Vicario and Jazz fight for the ball. I have a problem before. Yes, I agree with Shaka. Somebody should have come. But I think Vicario should have been stronger. But I think the ref has to show, has to look at the fact that Jazz doesn't. He's looking for the, play, the the goalkeeper. He's not playing the ball. Look, he's looking to 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 disturb the goalkeeper. I don't think it can be considered as a foul. It's up to the to the the, the referee. But there is something wrong there. And Vicario has to be the man. He has to push him. Get out. You know, kick him. Whatever. No, nothing's gonna be given against the goalkeeper. He was too soft. But Jazz shouldn't be able to do that as well. Uh, more on the FA Cup later on in the show, uh, but we'll turn our attention now to the big story today. Uh, Premier League leaders Liverpool will be without Jurgen Klopp at the start of next season after this announcement. Well, Jurgen, we're here because you have an important message to deliver to our supporters. Would you like to tell them what that is? Ah, uh, yeah, I have to. Um, I believe the club at the end of the season. I can understand that it's uh, a shock for a lot of people in this moment when you hear it the first time, and, um, but obviously I can explain it, or at least try to explain it. Um, and 
I, I love absolutely everything about this club. I love everything about the city. I love everything about our supporters. I love the team. I love the stuff. Love everything. That I still take this decision probably will or shows you that I'm convinced it's the one I have to take. Um, it is that I'm. What can I say? That I'm running out of energy. Um, I have no problem now. Obviously, I think I, I, I know it already for for longer uh, that I will have to announce that at one point. But um, I'm absolutely fine now. But I uh, know that I cannot do the job again and again and again and again. And after all the years we had together, and after all the time we spent together, and after all the things we went through together. Um, the respect grew for you, the love grew for you, and the least thing I owe you is the truth. And that's the truth. It is an incredible resume when you look at what he's achieved at Liverpool, looking at the team he took over and the team he'll be leaving at the end of the season. It is quite the contrast as we welcome it. Mark Ogden's with us, as is Frank LaBeouf, and live from his first day on holiday. Steve Nichol joins us. Uh, Stevie, let's get your reaction first. You know, the first thing that came in my head when I when I saw the news was, "What do we do now?" I mean, that, that that was exactly where I went. What do we do now? You know, this is not just a change of a manager. You know, Jurgen Klopp has put himself in a position where a club the size of Liverpool, it's it's almost when you think of Liverpool now, you go straight to Klopp. You know, the club's nearly nearly 150 years old. There's only been three managers that. Regardless of whether you're 100 years old or a year old, you think of Shankly, you think of Paisley, and you think of Dark Leash. Well, now, Young and Klopp is in that group. That's, that's how good and how important this guy has been to Liverpool. You know, the Holy Grail for 30 years was to win the English Championship, which was then now the Premier League. And outside of Liverpool, you don't understand how much pain Liverpool fans and teams and managers and coaches went through with that question of when are you going to win the league? When are you going to win the league? This guy answered all those questions. And, I mean, how do you replace him? As I said, the, the first thing I said was what, what now? And, and I don't know what the answer to that is, quite honestly. And we'll talk about who's next in a moment. But Craig, what was your initial reaction? Well, <clears throat> obviously it was surprising news because nobody saw it coming middle of the season a season where they've recovered from last year and are flying at this moment in time but when you hear when you heard them talk and it was from the heart and he's not doing this because he wants to leave Liverpool with the issue that Stevie talked about he's doing it because I think he feels it's just taking its toll on him mm -hmm. that he's not run out of gas but he's running out of gas and he doesn't feel that he'll be able to give the commitment that he's given for this eight and a half years of turning this club around into one of the big, you know, this team around into a team that's 
won the Premier League, won the Champions League, won domestic cup competitions in England, just seems to be going to cup final after cup final and has played some of the most amazing football uh, and energetic football. When you think about Jurgen Klopp's Liverpool side, you think about watching a game at Anfield and then pick out, say, the Barcelona game, the, the game where they were losing and came back. You just think about a Klopp side, you think about energy. Mm -hmm. And he's brought energy and dynamism back into this Liverpool team, this Liverpool crowd. And I think he's just, he's run out of that a little bit. And the press conferences, the travel, the day-to-day -day grind. And, and so, yeah, the big problem for Liverpool is, is where do they go next? I'm sure they'll figure it out. But I can totally understand him just saying, do you know what? There is more to life than just bashing your head away at it day after day after day, year after year. And so fair play to him. He's decided to take a, a step away and do what's right for him, which is, you cannot argue with that. Uh, Shaka, you told me your first thought was, of course, Stevie. <laughs> 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 I think many people are like, goodness me, oh, Stevie going to handle this news. He's already got his hands full or we're, uh, we're Disney. Um, it's like, like most are here in the, in the East Coast of the US, I wake up to this news and it, it, it just doesn't make a whole lot of sense. If, if Jürgen Klopp had said this uh, at this point last season when Liverpool weren't having a good season, you could understand. But Liverpool sitting top of the table as they are right now. Um, I, and, and you just felt that it, it, just, it just didn't seem, didn't seem to add up. And then you go and... Uh, uh, switched on that, that interview that he did with, with Liverpool TV and it, it struck me um, how genuine he was, how, how human he was about it all and then in, in a sense where the normal progression of things is for managers to run steel and their teams to run steel alongside them so and that it leads to the eventual dismissal of a manager here he is coming out and saying listen I'm running steel I don't want the, the club to follow in that path Time to, time to take some kind of an action now, um, so at least you can keep some of this momentum going. And I thought that was, that was brave on his part. Um, and, and one that, again, just kind of, as he always seems to have done, keep the club as a priority. And, and as much as he's saying that, and he then goes on to say, let's not make this about me. Mm. We, I'll answer your questions, and from there on, we, it's business as usual. And, and I thought, again, that was, in a, controlling a narrative ar about a manager who continues to put the club before himself in, in so many ways. Just, just br briefly, one of the things he said, I've, one of the quotes I've seen from today, was he said, you know, nobody else knows and can tell me how I feel. He said, it's like driving the car at 150, 160 mile an hour down the motorway. He says, clearly the gas is starting to run out. He said, but I'm the only one that can see the needle moving. Right. And so for him, where this decision came, was it a week ago? Was it a month? Was it at the start of the season? I, I, was it through last year? I, I don't know. But he's the only one that can, can see the needle moving. And, and as I said, I don't think, it, whilst there'll be a lot of worry and frustration back in Liverpool, I don't think anybody will have a problem with the fact that he feels it's right for him. Uh, Mark Ogden was at the press conference uh, today after this announcement uh, was released. Did he announce it today because it was going to come out, Mark? We don't know that, but that, that would seem the obvious conclusion. But it, it's all Liverpool in November. So the alternative theory is that Liverpool in that time have been looking for a replacement and they are now making progress and they didn't want it to come out at the other end. You know, it, they are looking at potential successes. So 
now that the secret's out there, that, the game is a gossipy industry. And, and once Liverpool start asking questions about the availability of managers, then clearly the question is, is going to be, why are you asking that question? So I do get the sense that Klopp wanted it out there, but also it felt a little bit like that it was a, a nudge towards this. He had a press conference yesterday when he could have announced it, and he didn't. So I, it does feel like it was about to break somewhere, and Liverpool thought the best way to do it is to control it ourselves. But like I say... When they are looking for a new coach, a new manager, obviously people are going to talk because agents, managers, siblings, chairman, all, all know. So it would going to come out eventually. So they had to, they had to move today. So the concern for Liverpool fans is how much of a distraction could this be between now and the end of the season? Klopp addressed that in that press conference. When you spoke to the players and, and they asked you the questions probably that we're all asking today, how did you ensure with them or what was the message about making sure this isn't a distraction because you're still fighting on four fronts? The players did have a lot of questions. I spoke to the players all together and I spoke to a few players after that. The players, we, are a, a really, we have a really strong bond, a really strong bond, so they didn't ask questions. It disrupts, I understand. It's, I think a lot of um, people from the outside who are not with us uh, will be happy, blah, 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 stuff like this. Um, it's your job to ask questions, uncomfortable questions, whatever. The, the destruction comes from outside. And, but to get distracted, you always need two parts. One who distracts and the other one who let it happen. And we will not let it happen. The fact that I said I will not be the manager for next year is not an excuse to, to do a step less or whatever. So we will be completely in it and we will fight for everything. I'm here with 100% and that's the good news. I just know I cannot do the job in the future, but I can do it very well um, right now. And that's what I um, will do. It's not ideal, though, is it, Stevie? Because any poor performance now from Liverpool from now until the end of the season, this will be a factor that people will point to. Well, I think I think the key is what he said. You know, he will make sure that inside Liverpool, uh, that won't be the case. Uh, and I actually don't believe that it's really going to be such a huge distraction. Anytime any press bring it up, he will absolutely smash it to smithereens very quickly, put a put a wet blanket on it and, and, and ask for the next question. And you, you'll find out what a distraction this will be because against Norwich at home in the FA Cup, they better put some more nails in the roof because the roof's going to come off when he walks out for the start of the game. And that's what's going to happen between now and the end of the season. You've got a bunch of players, you've got a squad of players, you've got a staff, and, and I'm talking about everybody in the building, who between now and that guy leaving the building will be running through brick walls, doing anything, anything to make his last period at the club a success. Uh, so I, I really don't see a, a distraction, partly because of the way he is, uh, and just partly because it, it, there's going to be... The, every time you step on the field, the players in particular and the crowd at Anfield are going to be behind him. They're going to want to give him a send-off. So, yeah, I, I'm... I'm less worried about what this does between now and the end of the season. And Oggy might put me right. As far as I remember, everybody at Man United knew that Alex was leaving and they went on and won the Premier League. So, yeah, I don't think it's a big distraction. We know what happened to them after Sir Alex Ferguson left. We'll talk about that in a moment. But, Frank, I want to bring you into the conversation. As a player, would this prove to be a distraction at all? 
Yes, yes, it is because uh, you wonder, you know, what's going to happen next season, uh, what kind of coach or who kind of coach you're going to get, and, uh, and of course it's a, it's a question mark. But uh, uh, they're all professional, and uh, and as a professional, you know that you have to uh, to think about the present and do the job um, you you see in front of you and uh, what they have to. Uh, to achieve is the Premier League, is the uh, Carabao Cup final, so um, and maybe the FA Cup. So, so it's uh, uh, Champions League as well. It's uh, it's what you have to do right now. Uh, but of course, in, uh, at the back of your head, you you think about it. I just want to say it's a sad news for 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 Stevie for the Red, but also for the Premier League because he say he will never ever uh, coach another another club. And uh, he was so charismatic. Even if he was sometimes in pain in the neck, he was he was somebody we you, the the Premier League needed. And that, that's that's very sad. And good luck, good luck for the next one. Because as you mentioned, after Alex Ferguson, he's been trouble for Manchester United. After Arsene Wenger, he's been trouble for Arsenal. I don't know. It's hard to cope with the situation where you're a long-term coach and you get somebody else who's under pressure like hell. And um, which normally doesn't manage very well. Uh, I've always said it's 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 a bigger problem for Liverpool and Manchester City. Not when the star players leave. It's when those two managers decide yeah. it's time to take a sabbatical or take some time off. That's all. That is that has been evident by the way they have managed wherever they've been, but particularly at these two clubs. That that is the biggest headache above any star player is these two guys at the helm. Uh, Mark, obviously Stevie bringing up Alex Ferguson. Of course, it was the second time that he said he was going to retire. In fact, he did because the first time it all turned out to be a mess. The big question now, I suppose, is who is going to replace Jurgen Klopp? And it's all about Xavi Alonso at the moment. That's a good idea. Uh, well, it'd be a good idea if uh, M Mark Ogden's internet will, but that's all right. Don't worry. Uh, let's let's uh, discuss then something that has been discussed a lot. Uh, should we hear from Xavi Alonso? Should we play that clip now? He was asked about Archie Rintat by Archie Rintat today in the Bayer Leverkusen press conference about the possibility of him moving to Liverpool. How shocked were you by the news with Jurgen Klopp this morning? And is there a time maybe after the end of your contract at Leverkusen where the Liverpool job would appeal to you? Well, first of all, yeah, it was, it was a surprise. But, but as well, uh, you know, I have huge respect for, for Jürgen, huge admiration. Before coming to Liverpool and during his year, it has even been bigger and it has grown, no? The way he, what he has achieved and the way he has, it has, achi he has achieved that. And at the moment, I am really happy here. I am enjoying my work here. I am feeling that uh, the, each day it's, it's a challenge. Each game is a challenge. And we are on a, in an intense but in a beautiful journey here in, in Leverkusen. And I am trying to give my best to help my, my players be ready for, for the next thing. And that's, that's my goal, what will come in the next one. I don't know. If yeah. I could just knock um, on. Uh, <laughs> But when it comes to taking your career at your own pace, we've seen other ex-players have, have gone and taken jobs and it's not gone as well as it has for you, for example, in terms of you look at the speed that you worked with Sociedad there and now coming here. Is pacing your career something which is important to you? To be honest, 
I am not in that moment to think about the next step. I'm thinking about where I, I am right now, and I think that I am in a in a great place, and I am enjoying, and I think it's it's the right place. So, so uh, that's all, that's all I can say. I don't know about the paces. My pace is what's going to be at the pace of the team in, in on Saturday, to be honest, because that's what really matters. And I'm going to be happy when when we are playing well, and we deserve to win. And what what's going to happen in the future, I, I don't know, and I don't really. I don't really care at the moment. Xavi Alonso saying every single thing right there, you have to Absolutely. say to, to the question. He was never, ever, ever, ever going to say anything other than no, the standard. Well. He had his bat straight yes. and he never yeah. moved it. <laughs> Who do you want, Stevie, as the next coach? I absolutely don't know. Listen, I, I, it would be such a gamble. You know, it's, that, that list that you put up, there's none of us can say there's a bad coach on it. Let's be honest. They're all good coaches. But to follow on from a guy like Klopp and to take a job the size of Liverpool, you need to be more than just a good coach. And Xavi Alonso and his football experience as a, as a coach and manager, I'm not so sure he's got that to fall back on. You know, he's, he's never faced any adversity. Everything's been smooth. You know, you look at you look at Klopp. For all the success he had at Dortmund, he, he had some he had some bad times. Mm. You know, losing cup finals is hard, and then you go through a period where you actually nearly get relegated. I mean, these are all things that at the time you wish didn't happen, but it's part of your makeup. It's part of your 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 psyche, and and then when these things are thrown at you, all of a sudden you you've got somewhere to go to deal with it. Xavi Alonso has none of that. So it would be a huge gamble for such a young coach to be thrust into the, the Liverpool job. Number one, just the fact that it's the Liverpool job. But number two, having to follow Jurgen Klopp. So I, I, right now, I really don't know. Um, they're all good coaches, but do, do they have the character and do they have that little X factor that, that the great managers have in order to take over and, and, and be a success at Liverpool? I really don't know right now. You might be looking a bit at... dour, isn't he? Who? Stevie. Well, why you say like a party at Disney? Well, what have we got? <laughs> <laughs> I think we're at Disney I think you could a... be looking at some like, Is this a poison like... chalice, whoever takes it? No. No, no. I think you could be looking at somebody like... I, I know he might not be everybody's favourite, but Nagelsmann, right? You're looking at somebody who has been through that adversity that Stevie's talked about. Did a really good job. I mean, a very young manager. A very young manager as he was when he started and still is. What he did at Hoffenheim. Then what he did at RB Leipzig. Yeah, but since then, he's rubbish so, at Bayern. And no, no, no. Hold, well, hold on. Has Tuchel been brilliant at Bayern? No. No, he hasn't. No. So Nagelsmann will say, I went into Bayern. They didn't give me time. Uh, and he found that adversity because he got the sack. Now he's managing Germany for the time being. He's getting that experience. And it's he, a disaster so far. Well, listen, he's not, he's not a magician, is he? He's not. A, this German team's been on a downward spiral for a long, long time. All I'm saying is, he's got something. And he's been through the ringer of going smaller clubs up to the big club in Bayern Munich. It is as big, if not bigger than Liverpool. And he'll say he was not given time, right? But he has the energy and he has more experience, certainly, than Chabi Alonso uh, 
to potentially have his hat in the ring and and and, and be in what in those lists to be talked about. I, I mean, I think there is still a good manager in there. Whether he's the genius that some people tend to think he is, I think that remains to be seen. But his argument will be: if you had let things be at Bayern Munich, things would have been fine. But they made a different decision. So I definitely think he is going to be in the reckoning. But the problem is as well, isn't it? They're going to say, "Oi, we've given you the German job." We're hosting the Euros. We want you to be 100% focused on that, not dithering around saying who you want at Liverpool next season if he gets the job there. Well, I'll go, do you think Xabi Alonso, who we've just actually in touch his interview today, given all that spiel about he's only thinking about the next game, they're all thinking about this. They're all thinking a step ahead. And yeah, he wants to... Listen, if he wins the league with Leverkusen, what, a, what, a, <coughs> what an achievement that would be. He's think, he was thinking about the Real Madrid job before Ancelotti signed a new two-year deal. He's looking at this going, well, I've really enjoyed my time there as a player, there's a yeah. rapport. I'm doing really well at the moment. I'm in the front. I'm the front. Of course they're thinking about it. And so is Julian, Julian Nagelsmann. But there's that pressure now. Yeah. You're not playing the same way as Jurgen Klopp did. You're I, not giving us the same energy. This team is not the team that we want to see. Yeah, coming in, coming in for a manager who's had the successes that, that Jurgen Klopp has is, is always going to be a difficult, difficult task, trying to fill those shoes. Um, you, you may want to play a different style. You may ask different things at different players. So there's a lot, there's a lot to consider. And, and while I think Xavi Alonso, because of his, his playing career with Liverpool, uh, and he comes in with a longer honeymoon period than anybody else, it doesn't, it doesn't at all guarantee any kind of success. But... He's quite clearly one of the young and upcoming managers of world football and I think will be sought after very soon. So if you're Liverpool and you have this availability right now, you understand why Xavi Alonso ticks so many of those boxes. At the same time, I, of, of, the, of the list, and with Deserbi coming in at second, I, again, I, I think that's a, a very good fit, especially when you consider Brighton's playing style and what Liverpool, who Liverpool have shown themselves to be. In terms of playing style, that also is, is, is a really good fit. For, for me, I, 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 I put, probably put Nagelsmann as, as third in that list. There's some very good coaches on, on there, but a, a really big job that I, I'm not sure who or how you handle that kind of pressure. Well, let's get a gauge off the man himself. Which one? Stevie, if I said to you, Nagelsmann, what would be your reaction? Uh, it won't be positive. He's not in the mood. I don't, I don't disagree with what you said. You know, in, in terms of the experience and going through the ringer and not giving a chance, uh, absolutely. You know, the, 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 one, the one thing I like about the Deserbi one would be that you're getting a manager who's going to come in and play not the same, but a very, very, very similar type of football, which means that the move from Klopp to another manager, I think, would be a lot easier for the players. You know, depending on what kind of coach you bring in, you, you might knock them back a bit and, and have a completely different way of playing. I mean, you think you think of somebody like Trent Alexander-Arnold, a different manager who plays a completely different game. You know, how does that work? Uh, so, yeah, I, I, I don't disagree with Nagelsmann. Uh, in terms of the way Deserbi plays the game, um, I would I would be eeksy-peeksy on the two of them. But I, would, I wouldn't have a problem with Nagelsmann, quite honestly. What about Zidane, Frank? Uh, I don't believe it. I don't believe it because... Because for only one reason, I think there is a Euro uh, mm. this next summer. I don't know if Deschamps is going to carry on after that. And there is a possibility for Zizou to get uh, that uh, position. And I think he's not going to miss it. And he doesn't want to jeopardize anything. So I don't think he's going to go for it, waiting for 
the result of the national team and uh, not maybe hoping for something bad happening to the, the national team, but just uh, hoping that maybe Deshaun doesn't want to carry on and get the job. So I don't believe that he's, uh, he's getting any option on the, on the Liverpool uh, uh, job. If you're in that Liverpool dressing room, who would you want, Frank? I really think that uh, Xabi Alonso would be would be a, a fantastic uh, um, option, um, especially if he win the the Bundesliga with Leverkusen. He's going to come. He knows the club. He knows how it works. The way he plays the football is going to suit. Um, I think he's going to uh, keep on doing what Klopp is doing. He's very clever about that, um, and I I see him as the best. Uh, the best option. Um, Dezerbi is a second position for me, but uh, really Xabi Alonso seems to be somebody very uh, smart, like Klopp is, uh, knows how to keep on building what Klopp has made for the past uh, almost, uh, well, nine years. So uh, I, I, he will be my favorite. And as a player, I uh, would be in the dressing room. I say, well, I would love to have that guy because he seems to be the copy of Klopp. What about Tuchel? What about him trying to manoeuvre a scenario out of Bayern Munich? Because it, there's been... Like, they're, yeah. not, they're in a title race. They're not favourites at the moment. They, he might think... And we know he's been displeased with some aspects of, of the recruitment. Not at all, because he got Harry Kane and, and, and one or two others. But everything to me just doesn't seem a bed of roses there with him. Right. And I don't know if there's any behind the scenes... He certainly has the experience. There is no, you couldn't. Is it style of football Liverpool want? I, I can't answer that question. I'm just throwing it out there that it doesn't seem to me that it's a bed of roses between him and the hierarchy at Bayern Munich. He's a very experienced coach. I would not 100% rule out something like that happening. Uh, Stevie, I know we've got to let you go for the fireworks at some stage, so you're not, you're not on extra time. Uh, a lot of people have asked whether or not you'd be interested in the job. <laughs> Oh, yes, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I think that would be, I think that'd be yeah. very well, good. I've got, I've got loads of experience of bombing, so that'll come in handy. <laughs> <laughs> well, at, at, least you, at least you could give the Liverpool Echo some, some first-hand headlines. Oh, yeah, imagine. <laughs> there you go, yeah. Imagine, Stevie go. on the touchline. Uh, Stevie, were you flying at the time that all this happened? I was, yeah, and there was no internet or, or anything. And, and I somehow got a little message from Pete, the director, saying, can you come on? I'm like, is he serious? But of course, I had no idea that Klopp had, had announced he was leaving. I, th- was- I, thought he was going- I thought he was going to say get a message from the pilot. <laughs> <laughs> this is your captain speaking. We know the truth. Mr. Stevie, Mr. Nickel on board. Um, there is a Mr. Nickel on board. <laughs> and who, who's been grumpier, you or your son, who, of course, is a massive Liverpool fan as well, Stevie? Do you know what? We really haven't said much about it. We just kind of looked at each other and kind of, as I said, we were like, what are we going to do now? I mean, that's, that's as far as we've got. We were too busy jumping on and off rides and walking. I've done three miles this afternoon already. Oh, my goodness. I thought your cheeks looked a bit red. <laughs> yeah. And why's your top well, button done up I like was that? on a roller coaster. Hey, hey, they duped me into getting on a roller coaster. I never saw a thing. I had my eyes shut and I was holding on for dear life. Which one did you go on? The 
galaxy things oh, of the Guardians galaxy. of the Galaxy. Hey, That's quite hey, fast, hey. Yeah. That's a big boy one. I'd like to have seen a GoPro yeah, head. Gold, <laughs> I know, look at that. What a lovely day you have. <laughs> lovely cottons, by the way. Well, I tell you what, what a roller coaster ride it will be for Liverpool over the next few months. Uh, we'll, of course, be following it in some detail. In particular, the cup final. They take on Chelsea, of course, at the end of February. Uh, that game live, 11 a.m. Eastern on ESPN+. Plus. Did you know less than 10% of Americans own an e-bike? Here's why that should change. Studies show e-bike owners actually end up exercising more, plus getting outside more. If you're looking for a balanced lifestyle and everyday adventures, you need to check out Electric e-bikes. They are the number one selling e-bike brand in America. Their bikes are typically foldable, pre-assembled, and have serious range up to 150 miles on some models. Check them out today at electricebikes.com and add some more adventure to your week. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-Bikes.com. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't a search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash FC. Just go to Indeed.com slash FC right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on the podcast. Indeed.com slash FC, terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Chelsea and Villa will have to do it all over again at Villa Park as it finished goalless at Stamford Bridge. There for us was Alexis Nunes. She caught up with Mauricio Pochettino, but first, Emmy Martinez. No, the plan was to win. Uh, you know, that was the plan. We want to go into a cup run. We want to go to Wembley, you know, and we knew that to, be, to, to reach that final, we had to be the best. You know, Chelsea away is one of the toughest games as well in this league. Um, but we don't know why. We compete. You know, we, we press high, you know, we had a week off as well. And then coming into this game uh, with that focus and that commitment shows how far we have home as a club. Uh, you know, it's not enough because we drew and they have to go the replay at home. But I'm proud of the lad today. Well, you said Chelsea away is always definitely tough, but the last two games that you had with Chelsea, you won and it was away. Today you got a draw. Um, what do you think tends to bring out the best from you guys when you do go up against Chelsea? We, have, we know we have to be in our best. Otherwise, we, we lose this game. You know, we start quite sloppy today. They have a lot of chances, uh, which they didn't put away. But at the end of the game, I think we finished stronger than them. You know, uh, they just wanted to do long balls and finish the game. So I'm proud. I'm proud of the lads. You know, and and hopefully we get a good home performance. Well, like you said, now it goes to Villa Park in front of your own fans. Do you feel like the momentum and the advantage is with you? Yes, obviously, playing with home fans. You know, Villa Park. We. We were unbeaten last year, you know, across the whole competitions. This season we're still unbeaten, you know, we feel like at home we, it's, a, it's a fortress nowadays. Um, so we will be quite confident at home. Well, Mauricio, of course, I know you're watching your players there. 0-0, zero, zero, it was a well-fought draw, I would say, because many, many chances overall. 
How do you feel about the game? No, I'm happy because I think the performance was really good. We face a team that is four on the Premier League, that they are doing a fantastic job, they are playing so well, and, and of course for, for us it's a massive challenge after three days that we play the semi-final against Middlebrook, that was difficult to recover our player. I think we show great energy when we start to drop a little bit in the second half after 70 minutes, I think they start to appear uh, and create more chances, you know, um, Aston Villa, but I think overall I am very pleased with the performance of the whole team. I was going to say, because last time we talked about in the match against Middlesbrough, even though you were 4-0 up, you seemed frustrated in that first half. This first half, I think, was one of the best that I've seen you guys play all season long. How did you see it? Was this probably one of the best performances that you've had, even though you didn't get the win? Yes, I think it's, it's about time. We, you can, we can know by the time. And, and of course, uh, we are improving. We need to uh, keep believing. I think it's, it's important, this type of game, when you face a team like Aston Villa, uh, that is a very solid and consistent team. Um, I think it's very good to realize that we are in a very good way. And then finally, we know that you now have to have the replay away at Aston Villa. It's already such a packed season. Do you kind of view that as, oh, a little pesadilla, you didn't want this? <laughs> no, but I think it's good because it's a great opportunity, you know, for our player to go there uh, to, to, to Birmingham. And we are going to find a very good atmosphere and it's going to be good for to get experience and, and of course to compete. Uh, that is, we want to use this type of game to, to be better every day. Frank, from a Chelsea perspective, what disappointed you the most today? Well, the finishing, which is always, you know, what we are complaining about. But the first time, for the first time, they had the clear chances. Most of the time, they don't even have a chance. They, they go to the last third uh, uh, and, uh, and they don't do anything more most of the time. That time, because of Aston Villa's gifts as well, you know, they had uh, with Palmer, especially they had some chances. But Madueke had one, Badiashil at the end of the first half had mm. another one. They should have scored. They should have scored at some point. Uh, second half, Palmer, uh, another chance. Uh, Gallagher as well. Um, but they, they found in front of them a fantastic Martinez. I think was the man of the match. Even if he made, he made one mistake against Palmer, he was the guy who was always covering, perfectly covering, and also made some very good saves. But it was encouraging from Chelsea for an hour after they got tired. And uh, they almost been punished by, uh, by the villains. But... Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's good to play that in that kind of performances against the third of the of the Premier League. Now it's going to be another story at Villa Park. Missed opportunity, wasn't it, for Chelsea, given that Villa didn't turn up in the first half? Yeah, as Emmy Martinez said in his interview, he said they had a week off, and so it didn't look like it. it like they were tired early on, and they really didn't uh, hassle and harry Chelsea, and make them make mistakes. It was Villa that was making mistakes, and I thought. You know, it was one of Chelsea's better performances of the season for a long part, and they played some really good stuff. As you said, and Frank said it, you, what's the biggest frustration? Finishing. Yeah. I mean, you must just go home, put your tail and say, "We just can't, we just can't score." I don't think the supporters would leave disappointed with what they saw, but just frustrated that they didn't get the place in the next round. They're now going to have to go to Villa Park, as mentioned. That's been a real fortress for them. So it now becomes a much more difficult task, but I think there was enough there to take more encouragement. I, I talked about it before in the live show around the game that a lot of the teams that played recently were poor standard teams. This was not. Mm -hmm. And Chelsea showed up, played well, finishing not great, but were competitive. And I think that's 
at least something for Pochettino to hang on to. Villa kind of got away with one, didn't they, Shane? To get a replay out of this? I just, no, I, I thought Villa, Villa played with, with no confidence in the first half. But then, as you, as you say, it was totally different in, in the second. If, if um, yeah, Unai Emery, you come in and you say, you know, we, we're that bad. And, and still, while we complain about Chelsea's finishing, the, the best chances that Chelsea had were from Villa mistakes. So you cut those out and, and, and you really take a lot, of, a lot of momentum away from Chelsea. And I thought that's what you saw, what you saw in the second half. Um, at the same time, I think as, as Villa grew into the game, you kind of felt that, that it, it, it might very well go, go their way. Um, so for Chelsea, while yes, you, you, you were better, I mean, Martinez certainly kept Villa in the game. It's just it's so many questions about, about Chelsea. As we continue to ask going forward, they need a striker because some of their... Some of their Wide player, I thought, was decent between Sterling and, and Madueke, but just you, you, you always felt that that was going to fizzle. And Could they? Oh. Huh? I was going to do a link, but you know, go on. Oh, carry on. It wasn't that good. Okay, <laughs> standard. Uh, could they then get a striker in the form of Victor Osserman? Because it's interesting. Uh, Aurelio De Laurentiis has confirmed Osserman leaving. We knew already, we knew since the summer, we know that he would leave for either Real, PSG or an English club. Uh, that will be this summer, the Nigerian striker on the move. Frank, could you make your case as to why he should go to Chelsea? No, I'm sorry, I don't believe that as well because um, you need, you need, you, no, no, but you need, you need to, to a, a player like no, a player like Ozyman wants to be at the top of the top, meaning the Champions League. Chelsea is not going to get the Champions League, therefore he's not going to go there. Like he's not going to go uh, to Manchester United if he don't get the Champions League. So I believe that maybe he already knows more than us about the Mbappe deal with Real. Therefore, he can go to Paris Saint-Germain. But a guy like Victor Ozyman deserves to be in the Champions League. We want to see him there. So it's hard for me to believe that he's going to go to Chelsea. If he goes there, it's a big, it's a big uh, bet for me, for, from him. Uh, maybe he feels something about Chelsea coming back to their best next season. Or maybe it's all about money. And Good. same, same you, question if it can be asked for Manchester United. You'd probably go to Arsenal, wouldn't you? Mm. Probably going to be in the market again in the summer yeah. for a striker. And in the Champions League. Spent big on a 100 million plus on a midfielder this year in Declan Rice. But at this moment in time, it doesn't look like Jesus and Nketiah are going to be able to cut it. You'd, you'd go to Arsenal. I mean, you asked what's going to be the... How do you sell Chelsea at the moment? You say London. Right. London's always mm. been the big That's selling Arsenal, point. That's isn't it? But, but oh. we've seen a lot. Yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. just saying, I mean, if you had a choice at the moment... And you want a guarantee to go in? You want to go to Paris? Why do you want to go there? The Frank's there. Don't need that in your life. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and he's moped. I'm, re I'm he's referring scooting. to I'm referring to Mr. Dolorenti's command yes. that he's saying that Ozyman is going to go into either Real, Paris yeah. Saint-Germain, or an English club. No, exactly. So I I I included Paris Saint-Germain because of the this comment. And by the way. Don't you think that you can uh, you can kick Mbappe out of Liverpool? Do you think him, uh, Mbappe is going to go to Liverpool without knowing who the next coach is going to be? It's I don't over. think that was ever going to happen. I I why were we even, why were anyway, we even talking about Mbappe going to Liverpool? I, 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 why were we even talking about Mbappe? No, that's How have we squeezed him into well, this show today? Frank, Frank brought him up, <laughs> but I'm pleased he did because he's Because he's part of the deal for Zeman. Yeah, Craig. He's part of it's the deal for Zeman. Well, if Zeman goes to Real Madrid, that's Mbappe stuff. It's a Dinamo. Yeah. Ah, come Frank, on. I was told you got yeah, notes on the show. Did you what? bring notes today? 
Oh, well, I don't, I don't care about that. You know, I say what I want to say. Oh, okay. okay. No, all right, we brought notes. We just so happened to be sharing them. Okay. <laughs> in the other cut, let's go back to our feature game at the start of the show, if you remember when that was. Uh, Manchester City beat Spurs by one goal to nil. Nathan Ackley was the goal scorer, and he spoke to Nader Manua. So Nathan, congratulations. How does it feel to be the first City player to score at this stadium? Yeah, very good. Uh, it took a little while, um, but yeah, finally we've done it. I think uh, today we replayed really well, uh, but again, we couldn't score and, you know, it was getting to the end and uh, yeah, you start to think, is it ever going to happen? But yeah, in the end, uh, very happy to, to be able to score. And as we looked at the game, Spurs didn't have a ton of shots or a ton of chances. What do you think was key in terms of limiting them within the game? I think uh, we had a lot of energy in our pressing. Um, we know how they, you know, love to, to play out from the back and they're really, really good at it. So, you know, we tried to press them high and I think everybody ran incredibly well uh, when they had to defend, even Bernardo, everyone from the front, they, they came back to help us. And I think that's why we, yeah, we considered few shots, um, but still, you know, they're a very good side and at any moment they can hurt you. So we had to stay very focused. And obviously for you being at the back, there's, you know, there's lots of scrutiny overall about defenders when the team concedes, but obviously it's a team game. As the game progresses the way that it's going now, were you worried that maybe it wasn't going to be your day? Well, um, not to be fair, I thought the whole game we were in the game. Um, but yeah, as you said, we, uh, we we created chances, we didn't score. And then, you know, in the past we've been here where we played well and, and they scored out of a counter-attack or something like that. So obviously we had to stay focused till the end of the game. Uh, it was better to, to get a replay than, you know, go, go out. So we had to stay focused, make sure we keep the clean sheet. And yeah, luckily in the end we still managed to score. Well, congratulations. Thank the winner and the clean sheet. <laughs> Thank you very much, man. Congrats. Oh, that didn't seem very objective at the end, Nadam. Come on. <laughs> no, sorry, Dan. Before we go any further, can we talk about Mbappe? Is that possible? <laughs> okay, no, okay, fine. We'll move on. We'll move on. We'll move on. Mbappe. Uh, yeah, it was... Uh, oh, was been... <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I thought it was, uh, it was a really good performance by City, but when they play like that sometimes, it does sort of negate the quality overall of an attacking game. I think you see times where they move the ball well, they press from the front, as Ake was saying, and they make the other side not really be in their best form. And I think seeing Spurs, a team which we've you know, almost praised throughout the season for their attacking sort of potential, for them to have one shot in the game at home in front of their own fans, it just feels, it feels a bit surreal. And I think a lot of that was down to City. So I think for me, the better team did win on the day, but it certainly wasn't a classic. But, you know, a win is a win in the FA Cup, is it not? Uh, Craig mentioned the atmosphere maybe wasn't what you would expect for the magnitude of this sort of tie. Did, did you feel that? Yeah, I certainly did. But to be honest, I think in the first half, it's like Spurs didn't have a shot and the two loudest cheers came when Van de Ven made two, made two tackles. And I think when your team's in that sort of position, <coughs> you can tell that the crowd are a little bit uneasy because Spurs did move the ball around. But it was never really to a point where City were on the back foot for long periods of time, like, say, other teams potentially would be in this moment. And I think it's a case of, well, what comes first? Is it the nice play or is it the fans? Lo and behold, whenever Spurs went on a bit of a run, the atmosphere was there and the crowd was there, but the final pass, the final ball, just wasn't there for them and City defended it pretty well. So overall, in the crowd, I think they were down. And even at the end of the game, with six minutes or five minutes stoppage time, I think um, they can just take it to the corner and win three, four, five more corners and just disrupt the atmosphere again. It was super flat and they never really were able to push back and, you know, talk about differences. Kevin De Bruyne came on. We saw him miss that chance, saw him have a couple of opportunities to play people in. He impacted the game. Madison came on and obviously had less time, but couldn't get into the game at all because of the flow of the match that City basically presented to Spurs. Where are you tomorrow then, Nadam? 
Do you know what? I'm going to go to Fulham. I reckon oh, it's a good game going to be there. I can guarantee goals in that one as well. Yeah, guarantee oh, goals. Beautiful. <laughs> I'd look looking forward to your piece of camera. Uh, much appreciated, Maiden. Thank you very much. Uh, Manchester City then uh, comfortably through to the next round of the FA Cup as defending champions. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Uh, meanwhile, in case you missed the news, uh, Jellica's going to be banned for three games and fined 25,000 euros for this push in the face of Leroy Sané, the Union Berliner uh, manager punished by the German FA uh, quickly after that incident we saw against Bayern midweek. Uh, this was his response uh, to it. This is what he had to say. Uh, I have now watched the scene back several times and in, and in calm. I reacted to the situation in a way I never should have done. I'm sorry for that and I'd like to apologise to my team, my club and to Leroy Sané. You were off yesterday tweeting about this. Oh, I was trying to wind Derek up. Oh, really? Was that, was that, was that the, uh, uh, I'll be honest with you, I really... I was trying to get a reaction from Derek Ray, which I never got, but I think you've used this terminology. That I think it was you that said, managers and coaches need to be held to a higher standard. It was Ali. Ali said that yesterday. All right. Three what, games, though, isn't it? That's fine. Three no, games, 25 f- grand. I'm not He's f- apologised. I'm not fine with it, and I'm, I think three games is not enough. When you're a coach, you have to set... Standards, right? Standards for, and we've seen it with managers provoking crowds and the reaction that we've had around officials. Primarily coming from, we've seen it with Mourinho, and it was Anthony Taylor that got it. There's been actually Jurgen Klopp was involved in it. But, so it has, words have actions, and actions obviously do as well. And I feel pushing a player in the face, as he did, is totally, totally beyond the pale and unacceptable. So, I mean, I'm not that interested, to be honest, but I think it should have been. <laughs> can you tell? You sound quite passionate about it. I just don't think you can push a player in the face and expect to get the same punishment as a player mm. having an act of violent conduct on the field. Managers need to set the benchmark in coaches, and it should have been more for me. I, I, I agree with that, and, and to Ali's point, and, and, and to Craig's following it's up. It's just a face. It's just no, a, no, no, yeah, no, I've already lost interest. <laughs> my my whole thing, if a player does exactly that, what is he finding the punishment? If this is, is, is stronger than if it were a player doing exactly that, then, then so what okay, sort of ban would you it. like to see? Huh? Well, I, I don't, what's, what's he banned for a player doing that? Well, no, but if you're, if you're just in charge, what do you want it done? It, it would depend on what well, players get. Well, it's three matches, isn't it, if surely? It, well, if a player gets three matches, then the manager should at the very least get four. Oh. 
I, I, all over one game, this whole debate was all over your stupid tweet. Why? Our producer's like, we're excited about this. Well, Get him well, to ask him about that. As, as, we, as, <laughs> as, as we get for following Craig. Oh, he's not read me very well today. <laughs> <laughs> I told you, I'm only trying to wind it up. All right, then. Meanwhile, at the top of the table, Girona, one point clear of Real Madrid. What a week it has been, meanwhile, for Barcelona after that defeat against Atletico Madrid in the Copa del Rey. Uh, we got a full programme of matches from Spain for you this weekend. Lots going on on ESPN, plus Barcelona in action against Villarreal. And ahead of that, Las Palmas against Real Madrid. Good double header for you tomorrow. And then on Sunday, the late game sees Atleti take on Valencia. Uh, that's it then. That brings us to the end of oh. today's show. Talking about tweets, did you tell him what Ian Dark did today? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Darky responded to a tweet that was two years old. Three. Three years old. Said, the dogs are looking nice yeah. for a picture from three years ago. That's dangerous. That's not a good look. It's not a good look. I looked at the tweet and I went, yeah. 2021? No, that's not good. It's like looking at their next girlfriend accidentally liking it. Trouble. What? Uh, extra time is next. Be sure to join us. Then Frank LaBeouf is with us, uh, Craig Burley and Shaka. So you, you said in the show, all right? What I say in the show? Listen, don't get smart. Well, I said <laughs> lots of things in the show. It was a long show. You said it wasn't that long. I get to the point. You said yes. <laughs> Frank LaBeouf yes had notes. Yeah, I was told that Frank was looking for a notepad when when he was doing the show, Frank, which I've never known you have before. I was looking for what? You had a you pad. Had, you had a pad with notes on. Oh yeah, yes, yes, yes. Uh, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Yeah, because you know you watch two you watch two games in uh, at the same time. So yes. To make sure you don't you don't oh, mix the it old up. Memories you know, going about. Yeah, yeah. Can, can you show yeah. us the notes? Let's have a yeah, look. Yeah. Let's look at the detail you went into, Frank. Uh, no, because I don't really already uh, put them in a in a. I just put like Tottenham City, mm. you know, uh, good, good, really good first half from Man City. Just to make sure that I don't forget anything. And I said, uh, whenever you want to oh, score Chelsea, please do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, also during the show, I think you're mimicking uh, what a lot of people feel when Craig is talking. Uh, this is when uh, Craig was breaking something down. <laughs> it's oh. late. Wow. Yeah, because it's, 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 it's been night. Now it's midnight and I was on stage at oh, 8, p- no. 8 p.m. for us. So I'm a little bit tired. So please ask your question and I can switch it off. Wow, now we're going to take over. <laughs> so, many, so many questions for Stevie, who for some reason decided his top button needed to be done up. <laughs> wasn't that quite disappointing? That, that, his shot wasn't perfect, but it wasn't No, it, it wasn't a disaster. She was in the park. That would have yeah, been amazing. I, yeah, he, he was given... I just wanted it to be somewhere where it was going to all go wrong. Yes, completely. Uh, Craig, now that Stevie will be taking over at Liverpool this summer, could you be be ready to help as the throwing coach? Would you like that opportunity? Well, you know, throw-ins are very important. If I was a throw-in coach at Liverpool, I might be throwing, throwing, excuse the pun. (laughs) <laughs> might be throwing. Lord. The throw-in coach is throwing his hat in the ring for the job. Oh, really? I'll be up for that. Yeah. Greatest job in the world, isn't it? 
What, coaching Liverpool? No. Throw in coach. I'll you come in in the morning, coach, have a yeah. cup of tea, right? Yeah. Sit down, get the feet up, have a little chit chat. Yeah. We've... You pick whoever out is, because not everybody wants to take a throw in. No. Right, you're just the, primarily the wide guys, you know, maybe the full backs. Can't do it every day, so just get one player a day, go out, take him out, get him to launch you a couple of balls. There you are. Hey. <laughs> yep. You're improving, son. Yep. Get in the I'm told Frank was yawning again. <laughs> get back in the car, right? Go home. Um, get, get paid. Right, let's move on. Fantastic. Right, how likely are Salah, Virgil van Dijk and Trent Alexander-Arnold to now re-sign with all three contracts up in 18 months? Depends on who comes in. It's the best case scenario for whoever comes in. Saudi Arabia come with a wedge of money. You take it, Salah goes, use that money to rebuild the team that you want. Um... I, th I think the best case scenario is a settled Liverpool team right now. You know who you have, you know what you're working with, and let's let's start from there, and then figure the other parts out. Who who fits, who doesn't. Right now, uh, again, you, you don't know what who the manager will be, so it's difficult to speculate as to as to what the three players will do. You just got to get on with it. I agree with when we're talking on the show about what effect this will have between now and end of the season. I think it could actually energise them a little think bit. So? Yeah, you want to go out and let's make sure this, make sure we finish on a high for this guy for us. I, I do. I don't. I don't think it'll. But yeah, you'll be going. Well, sometimes you'll slip away and go. I wonder who it's going to be and will they like me and all that. But the trouble is, years and years ago, that was more of a problem because if a manager liked, because the money's so big now for a lot of these guys, whoever comes in, if they don't like them, they just come up. Well, they don't like me, but I'm on a hundred grand a week. Mm -hmm. Right. Years ago, when the players were paid less, if the manager didn't like you, it, it was a problem if you were playing for your playing bonus and your your win, your, uh, your win bonus, your match appearance, whatever you had. So I think the players will probably think less about it and more about finishing the season strongly for themselves and for the manager. And, and given the success that Liverpool had, every one of those players, if they do move on, will find a pretty nice job elsewhere, mm. you know, so that... Nice, that, nice job. Yeah. Is that away from football? <laughs> Come here. Uh, <laughs> a postman? Might go on chaperone Stevie. What about a throw-in coach? <laughs> so that, that's, that's I, I, think, I think the news is more motivating than concerning. How do you become a throw-in coach? I don't know, Craig. No, but hold, hold on, hold on, uh, just briefly, because Frank wants to go to his bed, right? Right. <laughs> when you go to these coaching courses, yes. right? Yes. At, at Lily Shaw or Largs and Scott, whatever it is, there's all these UEFA B, UEFA Pro, all this, right? I've never ever known anybody to go to a coaching course and go, and they say, Jimmy, what one are you on? I'm on the coaching, I'm on the throw-in coaching course. Yes. <laughs> it's almost, it doesn't almost exist, as bad Greg, as I want to be a referee. <laughs> that is, yeah, that's, you're stood in the corner, Right, out of the way, yeah. and you're on your own. Right. How do you train for that? Right, Frank, let's keep this simple. Rank these managers from one to five in the Premier League. Sir Alex Ferguson, Wenger, Mourinho, Pep Guardiola, Klopp. Wow. wow. Oh, my God. What, from the Premier League only? Uh, yes. Start, st 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 yeah, start Pep, for sure. No, 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 the number uh, one manager out of all of them is Pep. Uh, no, it says start yeah, Ben. I'm, I'm putting my own twist on it because I just I just want this as a rank. One, two, three, four, okay. five. You, know, no. you get you always get what you want. <laughs> uh, for me, it's Pep. Then it's uh, Sir Alex. Then oh my God, 
hard. Wenger never won the Champions League, right? No. He never. No. Uh, I will go for Klopp. It's so harsh for, no. for the two or two last, yeah. but but I, I will go with Wenger and Mourinho. Because Wenger completely changed everything at Arsenal. Right. Everything. Culture, football, yep. Yep. everything. But then has Pep changed the whole style of the Premier League? No. No? I think the number one for me is Sir Alex. Oh, yes. Yeah. Might be biased, I don't know. You can accuse me of whatever you want. Uh, because that was over a period they just rebuilt and rebuilt and rebuilt. Right. Uh, and they hadn't, they had struggled. They hadn't won the league since, I don't know what, I can't remember what it was. So that's where my number one would be. And I can't fill in the other four. <sighs> <laughs> it's easy. It's so easy. Just do it. Come on. All right. Sir Alex. Right. Pep. Pep. Wenger. Wenger. Right. Mourinho. No, I don't know! No, oh, I'm going to have Klopp. I'm going to have Klopp higher than Mourinho. Yeah? Klopp yeah. higher than a Mourinho? Yeah. Don't know. That's going to get people angry. Well, and I'm going to be upset now tonight that uh, people are angry at us. Yeah, well, I don't think me. that's the correct answer. Frank, would the that's Manchester United hierarchy be concerned that Klopp is leaving? If they want to replace Ten Hag, does it drain the talent pool, given the Liverpool job would be more appealing? I'm not sure I understood the question. Um, I don't know what Manchester United team um, has to do with the fact if, that Klopp is So say Klopp's gone, yeah? Klopp's gone, he's out of the... You cannot yeah. choose... So now Liverpool have to go out and choose a great manager. Manchester United maybe wanted to choose that manager but can't now because he's decided to go to Liverpool, which means there's less top managers ah. for Manchester United to choose. Well, that, that's the truth, but... Um, but it is what it is, and, uh, and Liverpool is more attractive than Manchester United. Already top, top coaches, I think, don't want to go to Manchester United. Mm. Uh, that's uh, as simple as that. Like, I guess they don't want to go to Chelsea because it's, they don't know where they go. You exactly know where you go when you pick Liverpool, even if you have a big pressure. But you know it's a stabilised club and you can work with that. I don't think top, top coaches want to go to Manchester United right now. So the question is not even a question because you don't have the same coaches uh, to go to Liverpool or to go to Manchester United. But they're not the same in the playing front as well. So, yeah. You know, it's just the same so thing. It's a good point. Manchester United isn't the Manchester United, the allure that it was in the past. <laughs> the allure. The allure. The allure. Can I say this? As this evening grows on, yeah, you, go on, you, see it. You, you are growing more annoying. <laughs> Welcome, welcome to my world. <laughs> I just felt I couldn't go on any longer in life without saying that. Uh, no, that's fair enough. That's fine. That's good. And I, 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 I'm, I'm worried what I'm going to do I, next. I'm glad, <laughs> I'm glad we're at a mutual point in our relationship. For Craig, have you ever had a team you just couldn't score against when playing away, like City against Spurs, and how did it finally feel to get one over them? That's a tough one. Yeah. Did ever... Probably loads of teams that I did score against away from home. Right. I, I, I suppose I'd say the one that I wanted to be to get over the line would have been the, the old firm. Right. Celtic Rangers. Yeah. But you scored in that, didn't you? Yeah, but not 
in the first couple of games I didn't and we struggled a what little bit. What are you doing bit. to your... your I'm <laughs> polishing <laughs> my arms. This is, this is my de-stressing. Where's Frank to sleep again? No, I'm de-stressing. <laughs> Frank's falling asleep. Because these... Frank's gone. I'll tell you what, Shaq. Because these, these, these are getting ready. <laughs> so, I'm, I'm, no, I would say that. Yeah, and that, and that was, to me, that was just helping over the line. Okay. I'm not really interested, to be honest. <laughs> that is it. Quite frank with you. I'm just about to go over there, off camera. And... Right, that is it. We are done. Craig's off tomorrow. What a shame. Frank, you can go to bed. Uh, however, lots of action for us to discuss, of course, in the FA Cup and La Liga with both Real Madrid in and Barcelona in action as well. Until then, goodbye. Au revoir. <laughs>